Welcome everybody to Catfish Weekly 67. Along with Chuck Davison, I'm Lyle Stokes, and tonight for uh, our guest we have Jason and Heath Malone from Indiana Hunter. Uh, we're going to talk about how they got started with Indiana Hunter and some about some of their hunting and fishing videos and uh, different things. Uh, Chris is not with us tonight. Uh, we'll try to carry on without him. We had a little struggle getting things up, but hopefully everything will go along all right. Um, you guys in chat, if you have any questions or comments for Heath and Jason, uh, be sure and, and write them in there. We'll get to them as quickly as we can. Chuck, you want to take off and uh, see if you got some questions for the guys? Oh, yeah, I got plenty. I figured. How's it going today, Jason and Heath? Good, good. Hey, uh, but what, what, what gave you all the idea of uh, getting a hunting and fishing, mostly hunting um, club or organization together and start doing videos and, uh, you know, video on y'all's hunts and all that stuff? Well, I think the the video part kind of started. I I was 14 or 15 years old and just took a camera out and filmed one of my buddies, and we enjoyed that. And then, you know, it was a couple of years after graduating high school, we actually joined Midwest Whitetail, which was an online show. And we actually got a few hunts on TV when they made it that far. And we did that for a few years, and we just couldn't put enough time towards that show. I mean... It's a great show, but we just didn't have the time to put towards it, so we actually stopped filming for a few years and just decided we were going to get back into it. And you know, by that time, we had picked up tournament catfishing a little and just kind of all kept going from there. Uh, how, how long y'all been doing this now? Uh, the Indiana Hunter. The Indiana Hunter. We've we've really just got going in the last two years with it. It started from our old hunts. When we just started the YouTube channel, I don't know, actually probably five or six years ago, and then we just really took off with it the last year and a half, two years maybe. Okay, uh, what all does the uh, Indiana Hunter involve uh, besides, you know, website? Um, what all do you all have going on? That's, well, we turn around and the website is the, that's just how we get it to the masses. But what we do... I mean, as anybody who's watched the videos knows, we tournament fish. We hunt anything. I mean, we're out here in Indiana, and we hunt absolutely anything that moves. We'll hunt birds. We'll hunt deer. We'll go bow fishing. We'll do it all. And uh, playing with it on the Internet and sharing it with people is just something we wanted to do, and it's kind of twofold. It's something that when it's on film, we can always look back and see what we've done, where we had fished. You know, it kind of acts as a diary. And second off, there's a lot of people that can't get out there and do it that are local, and they turn around and they watch the show just to see what's happening in the area, stuff they can't do anymore. So it works out pretty well for everybody. Have y'all have y'all thought about uh, getting together and trying to do any kind of uh, anything with uh, disabled people or, or children's groups and stuff like that? Well, that's twofold as well. Last year we turned around and we started hanging out a little bit with Joe Martino, and he has what's called the Moose Carden Kids Fishing Clinic. They take disabled children and underprivileged children out in the six-week class and teach them how to fish. The last, the last event of the show or of the the school, they have a fishing tournament, and it takes about 75 boat captains to get that done. So then I took off and went to the 
to be boat captains, and we had a little boy and a little girl on the boat. And they were a handful. It was a good time. We had one that liked to fish, and we had one that wanted to play monkey bars on the drift rack. <laughs> but uh, it was a lot of fun being involved with the kids. And then the fact that I have a daughter that's had a stroke, you know, that's been a challenge in itself. We actually got her out turkey hunting last weekend with the help of Jeremy Brown from uh, Brown's Hunting Service. He took a camera along. We didn't get on a bird, but we did see a couple. Uh, native crossbows built her a, a bow specifically for her. Uh, it's on a pivot. It's on a tripod so she can support it one-handed. She shoots daylights out of it. Anybody who ever watches it on Facebook, she's robbing hooded arrows and shooting pretty good groups with it. So it's been pretty interesting. Uh, Lyle's actually hooked me up with a gentleman that's building her a fishing harness now. Well, so I tell you what, Chuck, if you keep them busy for a minute, I'm going to run out to the truck and get that and try to fix it to where everybody can see what we've got for that because it's pretty cool. Okay, I got it. Uh, are y'all planning on trying to uh, later on get anything for uh, television, the uh, the Sportsman's Channel or any of those things, and uh, try to get a weekly episode going on? Um, it's possible in the future we may, you know, video for a couple more years and then maybe we'll try to get you know a couple seasons something like that but it's not something we're going to continuously try to do I mean YouTube channels where we're at we're always gonna work 40 hours a week 50 hours a week you know we've got full-time jobs that are pretty demanding so you never know what could happen but that's not our goal at this point I mean we won't rule it out but we're just having fun with what we do I mean we're not pros by any means. You can see that by our tournament videos. Yeah, uh, mo most of them guys aren't that I've seen anyway. Um, you know, come to find out, a lot of them guys film on them high fence hunts and all that stuff. You know, you come to find out. Um, have y'all have you have you been able to be on any uh, televised shows where um, somebody's invited y'all to be on one of the shows or anything? Um, we haven't been invited to be on any shows now. But like I said before, we've had a couple hunts that were on the Sportsman's Channel for Midwest Whitetail. That's as far as we've done with that. Okay. Uh, how, how far y'all planning on going with fishing? Um, y'all just mostly do, uh, you know, catfishing, or uh, what other what other kind of fishing uh, trips do y'all like going out and filming and stuff? We fish for everything. Um, Scott Wiseman in the chat just turned around and said. Ask them why they can't catch fish on the Ohio River. <laughs> we can't. I mean, we catch you here and there, but we don't do well. But we're five and six out from the Ohio River, so we don't get down there fishing. But as Scott also knows, if you want to go crappie fishing, we'll whoop his butt. <laughs> well, at we're, the we're uh, yeah, at the Monsters Ohio, y'all probably did better than about um, you know ninety other boats. So uh, we we got 40th. Yeah. We so it's uh, you know it, it was is a very hard fishing and uh, you know coming forward that that was a big task uh, you know especially coming in and not getting zeroed uh, because after a, a lot of the guys I seen come in without a fish <laughs> uh, you know it 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 was surprising but. Uh, you know, hopefully that the uh, the fishing will get better and the the regulations will get better. Um, is there any? Do y'all use your uh, 
Indiana Hunter in any way to try to uh, you know to put regu you know support regulations and to uh, you know notify people about you know how pay lakes are uh, and commercial fishing's uh, really tearing y'all's area up up there and all that. We haven't publicly on Facebook or anything like that got involved, but actually in Kokomo, Indiana, we sat down with the PR guy from the Indiana Department of Natural Resources, and we had a real good conversation with him about it, and he listened to everything we've had to say. You know, we promote conservation, and especially on catfish, you know, and our goal with that is to teach each person. I mean, we have a lot of people that send us messages every day after they've watched our videos, and, you know, we talk to them about that stuff. Um, we haven't got, like I said, involved publicly with the commercial fishing thing. I mean, obviously, we're not for it. You know, we don't believe in that stuff, but we're trying to take a different approach to it and contact the DNR, do things like that, and try not to make a big scene out of it. You know, we're just trying to be calm and collected with it. Yeah, I've seen where, you know, certain videos have come up, come about or, um, you know, certain things like that. I, I'll see where y'all share it on your Facebook page, uh, you know, to, to, you know, just to try to put things out there like that. And, um, you know, as much as y'all have going on, you know, hunting, fishing, um, you know, the, y'all have always got something going on every month of the year. You know, there's always something to hunt, something to fish. So y'all y'all don't have very much uh, spare time to uh, do anything when you're not working besides that other stuff, huh? There's a lot of truth in that. <laughs> yep. I mean, if 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 you're not out hunting, uh, <laughs> hunting with your bows and stuff, you know, you got to be out practicing. So, uh, do y'all compete in any kind of uh, archery competitions and stuff like that? We we used to a lot before. We really got involved in filming a lot. We did. We traveled a lot doing 3D competition, and we actually traveled a lot doing sporting clays, too, with shotguns. Oh, yeah. I, I, that's a lot of fun. Um, the, so when y'all were uh, shooting bows competitively on 3D, was y'all uh, just going out? and uh, just trying to hang in there, or how were y'all doing when y'all were shooting competitively? I, I was, I don't know, I'd say I was towards the top. I always finished real good. Jason was very good, indoor and outdoor. I mean, he won a lot of big shoots. He's he's pretty good archer. I mean, I'd put him up against anybody. Uh, when y'all were out uh, filming, I've watched a lot of y'all's videos and stuff. Uh, cool. Who, who do you say get, gets the most uh, shooting time and uh, behind the camera, and who gets the most uh, hunting time? You think? That's a trick question. That's uh, that's trade secrets. We can't share with you. <laughs> I I'm running the camera a lot more than anybody else, and it's because I enjoy it. I mean, I'll tell Jason to come down, and you know he'll say I'll run the camera, and I say nope. I said we're gonna put you on deer today. And it's just something I enjoy. I mean, when you're running that camera, you know, if a nice buck comes in and the guy you're with shoots it, it's it's just like you got to take that shot. It's, I mean, you're there. When I'm running the camera and a big old buck comes in, my knees are knocking. You know, I get buck fever just like if I was shooting it. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, because I don't get that way when you're catching fish. <laughs> I mean, you can you can only imagine, uh, you know, how quiet and how much discipline you got to have with just one person on a stand. Uh, you know, much less having two people trying to, uh, you know, stay unseen and unheard. As many senses as those. on everything going on so if you can get one up on you with two people uh, but you know that means a lot it's it's definitely another challenge I mean we've been busted a lot I mean it's it's a whole other thing you got to work with the two people scent movement everything yeah you got uh, you know cameras tripods clanging um, you know I could only imagine uh, you know all the stuff y'all y'all go through up in them tree stands and stuff you know, it's definitely uh, a team effort you got something yeah, to show us? Lau, you got something to show us? I do have. Um, Jason, if you can see this, Troy Hansen made one of these for Amy. Now, Amy is a little bitty old girl, and she has to fight them really hard when she gets on them big blues. And when I contacted him about this, he was really excited about trying to make one for Brooke. And this fits around her stomach. It's flexible to work and bend. The butt of the rod fits in here. And like we was talking the other day, I believe a strap may be around her shoulders or her neck or something, whatever, is going to be comfortable for her. And then we'll put uh, on the reel seat one of those clamps and, and nuts on the bottom of it to attach that to the way the rod will be up like this for her. Yeah, what do you think? Do you think something like that will work? It, it's a start. I mean, I do think it'll work, and I understand the concept that we talked about, and that's what it's going to take. You know, it's going to yeah. take something like that for her to be able to do it. Once, once we get this to you, and, and it will. I wanted to save it for the show, and then I forgot to get out of the truck. But as you can see, it's very flexible, so it can form to her body, uh, and it was fitted to uh, Troy's uh, sister, which is virtually the same height and the same weight as Brooke is, so um, it should be really close. And then if we need to modify it to go to the rod or uh, whatever else we need to do between what I do and what you guys do when you get it, uh, hopefully we can make this thing work and, and, and we may have to do um, something down the road, but this will get her to where she can fish. and. Um, Troy was so thrilled that he was able to help her out. He's just an outstanding guy, and and uh, he thought it was really cool to try to help her out, as I think it is very nice of him to spend his time and effort to do this. And I will get this in a box and get it out to you. And I, if you guys don't have those clamps that goes around real seats uh, like we were talking about, I do have a couple of those, and I'll throw one of those in if you need it. And uh, it just takes quarter twenty nut and maybe a washer on each side, and and you just have to come up with a uh, strap. And if you don't have anything like that, I think I know a guy that can build one. I just need to know the length and stuff. And we'll get her in a boat where she can get some fish. Yeah, I mean, the whole community stepping up and supporting Brooke has been amazing. Uh, I don't know how well, to describe it. The kindness from strangers is kind of overwhelming. But, well, Troy, if you're watching, thank you. Um, if you're not watching, I still want to thank you. And uh, <laughs> it means a lot. Well, Troy is, is a really good guy, and, 
and uh, he he does a lot of stuff like that, and and uh, you know he's the kind of guy that everybody wants on their on their team when when something like this goes on. And when I told him about it, he said, "Let me check. Uh, I think I've got everything to make one more, but let me look and see." And he come back in a few minutes and he says, "Yeah, I've got enough stuff to build another one." And I said, "Well, tell me what it's going to cost, and I'll just pay for it." He said, "Oh no," he said, "I'll make it for nothing." And uh, you know that's that's the kind of guys that we have in catfishing that uh, people. Uh, in other sports, don't see. You know, uh, Troy stepped up and he done the right thing, and and uh, I think it'll work out. And if we've got to modify it a little bit from this point on between the, the three of us, we'll get it done the where it works out for. And uh, I, I think it's just outstanding that uh, Native Crossbows has stepped up and, and put her in a position where she's able to go out and hunt deer and turkeys and whatever else is legal for you guys to hunt in Indiana um, with a crossbow. So, uh, you know, that's, that's really, really neat. Um, I did want to ask you guys a couple of questions. I'm having trouble remembering them right now, but I'll come up with them here in a second. Um, Why was that old age? Yes. <laughs> you, you think it's funny, but it's coming for you guys, too. <laughs> I, I, I got a few more for them uh, while you're thinking. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, have have y'all ever... Uh, participated in something like the Campbell Outdoor Challenge or anything like that? No, we haven't, but I keep trying to push Heath into it. We've talked about it a couple <laughs> times. It looks like a lot of fun to me. Yeah, I mean, it is. I watch them guys, and, and a lot of times, uh, you know, they just won't take the shot because they can't get it on camera. And I know y'all probably have lost many of, of big deer doing the same thing. Uh, but do y'all actually not take the shot if you can't get it on camera? Very much so. Last year, I had a deer I'd been watching all year. I had him at 40 yards with a bow, and he was coming in, and I was playing with the camera because I was going to get it on camera, and I got busted. But then I had him at 90 yards in muzzleloader season, and it just wasn't a good shot, a good angle for the camera. It was through a bunch of trees, and he wasn't on it very good. I didn't take the shot, and then the next day the neighbors end up got they got him. So <laughs> it happened. Um, on all this film and hunts that y'all have done together, what what's your most memorable uh, hunt uh, uh, with the camera or without? Well, I'm gonna say my most memorable one was we went out on a morning. I mean, it, I think it was October 20th, 22nd, somewhere in there. And I hate hunting in the morning. At my places, we never see big deer. But Jason said, let's go. So we went, and we were just getting ready to get down. And this great, big, wide monster comes walking, and I'm hitting him. And he knows when I say shooter, I'm excited. That means get your bow, because it's going to be a big deer if I'm saying shooter. And I grunt and get this tur deer turned around. And Jason must have been a little bit nervous. I was telling you how good of a shot he is. Obviously, he got a little bit nervous and misjudged it because he flew the arrow right over this deer's back, and it was a giant. I mean, I actually posted it on the YouTube channel. You can go watch it. I can't remember which number it is, but that and this year, the buck he got was a lot of fun. I mean, just how it happened, but that the other one, I had to just tease him about a little bit. Yep, I whiffed it. I just misjudged it and shot right over the top of its back, and unfortunately, because it's on video, I've relived it a thousand times. Frame by frame by frame, trying to figure out what happened. And did did y'all actually put it in slow motion, going over his back and everything? I, every time I watch it, it's in <laughs> slow motion. 
I I could imagine. That's uh, you know, that's just stuff that keeps you up at night and 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 gives you nightmares. You know, it's it's about like losing a, a big catfish, getting one to the boat, and uh, you know, get, getting your hand on him, and and you know, the the leader break in or something like that. That you know, stuff like that's very comparable. It would have been my biggest to date. <laughs> <laughs> my biggest deer without a doubt so uh, on, on the cat fishing part of things what's y'all's personal best on each species um mine channel cat is 14 pounds flathead is 59 and a blue cat is like 12 or 13 pounds <laughs> yeah y'all y'all don't y'all have to drive a long way to go for blue cats pretty much I mean that yep yeah we're three hours anyway from our closest blue cat yeah what what's yours, Jason? My biggest channel, unfortunately, before I knew what a blue cat was, so it's, it was probably a blue. I was fishing down in Barkley the first time I was down there, and I got one in the boat that was 22 pounds, and I was jumping up and down thinking I had a 22-pound channel cat. I didn't even know blue cats existed at that point in time. So it was probably a blue. My biggest flathead's in the 30s. My biggest channel cat's probably 12, 14 pounds. Uh, but the, do y'all do a lot of uh, nighttime flathead fishing? A lot. That is that something y'all really enjoy to do? Uh, you know, from the we bank. We have flatheads. This this weekend we're actually going to start getting after it. I mean, you know, the temperatures have jumped up this week, and we think the water is going to get up around 70. So. And we got a bunch of rain coming. We're hoping they fire up this weekend, and we're gonna start videoing. I mean, you know how it is. If we say we're gonna go shoot a video, you're gonna see it. If we catch two fish, we're gonna show it because we're just having fun. Oh yeah. All right, Lyle. You uh, you thought about what you was gonna ask them? Yeah, I got a couple things. I wrote them down this time. Um, you know, uh, Heath and Jason, I've talked to you guys quite a bit. Uh, online and on the phone and different things and you guys have a tournament coming up that you you were kind of uh, I don't know if you're sponsoring or if you're uh, supporting or, or just how how it is but it's coming up what next weekend two weeks two weeks. okay okay can you want to tell us a little bit about it yeah there was a series that got started here in Indiana one that somebody left one club and started one started a trail and for whatever reason, work-related or whatever it was, we had already agreed to sponsor the Schaefer tournament and help promote it. And then the rest of the series kind of fell apart. You know, whether a guy has to work too much or whatever it was, he decided to camp on the trail. But being that we had tied Indiana Hunter's name to it, we decided to go ahead and have the Schaefer tournament on Monticello. So if you watch our videos, there's a... There's a lot of Lake Schaefer videos. It's only about an hour from us. It's a fun place to fish. It's full of 10-plus pound chats. It's got some nice flatheads in it. And uh, everybody watching the show probably ought to be there. I know you're driving 14 or 15 hours to get up here, aren't you, Chuck? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, when is it? The 16th. Oh, no, there ain't no way I can make it. <laughs> However long it took you to get the monsters on the Ohio, at about eight hours. Yeah, I'm one of those, uh, you know, 50, 60 hour a week uh, industrial technicians that uh, is is very lucky when he gets off work Friday if he don't get calls all weekend. 
It happens. Oh, yeah. I know you guys have put a lot of time in on this tournament, and I wish that I could make it over there. I just, I'm not sure that things are going to work out, but if it possibly could be, I would love to be over there and uh, uh, see you guys. And, and uh, hopefully you'll have your new rods and all that, and uh, you're happy with them. That's the next big thing. Um, if if you want to look up the rules, we have an event for it. I mean, it's called the Hoosier Whisker Fish Tournament. You can look at the Hoosier Whisker Facebook page or the Indiana Hunter Facebook page. The rules and everything are on there for it. Cool. That's awesome. Um, how many tournaments a year do you guys fish? Well, we were on a streak there for a while. Uh, year before last, we probably did 15 tournaments, I'm going to guess. Last year, with Brooke being in the hospital, we cut way back, and I think we ended up at six, maybe seven total. Uh, this year, we've done two so far, and we're going to back down on the number of tournaments we do a little bit because we have as much fun running around fishing on camera as what we do during the tournaments, and we get a lot more fishing time in for the buck. Uh, the trail that we fish, the ICA, it's a great trail. It's got great people in it. You know, no complaints there at all. But with the Southern Indiana tournaments and the way the rules are written, if it's a day tournament, you have to be off the water before midnight the night before. When we turn around and jump in the in the truck and go down on a Friday night, we have to be off the, the water by noon. Then you fish, sleep in the truck or sleep in a hotel and you fish all day. You're beat. You don't get to fish anymore. So we turn around and we drive home with just the tournament time. And what we have discovered, which everybody else has too, we can take off on that same Friday night, fish Friday night, turn around, get a few hours sleep, fish Saturday, sleep a little bit in the middle of the afternoon and get back out there and just get a lot more fishing time for the travel time. And, and it means yep. a lot. Yeah. We, we, don't, we don't get a chance to pre-fish. I mean, most of the tournaments are so far away that, you know, we, like you said, we take off on a Friday night. We sleep in the bed of the truck, and we're on the water Saturday going, what is this place? So <laughs> it, it makes a challenge in that, too. I mean, you know, we just – and we could take the time to go down and pre-fish the weekends before, but with a lot going on, and a lot's changed, you know, with Brooke's situation. So we're going to just change up how we do things. We planned on getting to the Ohio River twice already this year, but everything was flooding and stuff like that, so the weather hasn't worked out, but I think this weekend is going to start the marathon for us. We're going to be fishing a lot. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that because uh, I enjoy you guys' videos a lot. I watched, uh, I don't know that I've seen them all, but I've watched a very high percentage of them, and I love the hunting stuff, but, you know, it's kind of funny when you watch Jason dance around on the front of a boat, or you guys one of you getting the other's rods and stuff like that. It's extremely entertaining, and that's the kind of thing that keeps my interest in what you do. Uh, I enjoy seeing pictures of big fish. I enjoy seeing pictures of people catching big numbers of channel cat, as you guys do, but you guys are having a ball doing it. You make it entertaining for who's watching it, and that's what makes it good for me, and, and I'm sure that I'm not the only person that feels that well, for us, it's all about having fun. And if it gets to the point where we can't have fun, we won't do it. You know, when you see, actually, it was Heath dancing on the front of the boat to your intro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Heath dances better than I do, so we had to, we had to film him. Uh, 
uh, <laughs> we we just joke her off. I mean, we goof off the whole time we're out there, and we have a good time, and we yell at other people and other boats. And I mean, we've had bait slung at us, and we sling bait at other people, and <laughs> it's all about having a good time. And we're gonna something else we're gonna do more this year is we're gonna take other people fishing. Unfortunately. Josh Hollis, I see he's in the chat. We took him a couple weeks ago, and we didn't get on a lot of fish, but we put him on some nice channels, and I don't know. We ended up with six or seven. He could only fish with us for a couple hours. He had stuff to do with the family. But I lost the audio. I was trying a new microphone, and I put batteries in it and put it on wind cutter mode, and it destroyed the audio. So I felt terrible about that, but we've told Josh that we're going to take him back out, and we've got other people that have contacted us through Facebook and stuff like that, and we're going to try to take more people out fishing this year. There's a there's a lot of people that get over there and they can only fish off the bank. And, you know, if they catch a two or three pound channel cat, you know, that's a huge fish to them. So we're going to take the opportunity to get a lot more people out on the water. Um, when I went outside, did you guys or have we talked about uh, the deal where you took the kids out fishing yet? Have we talked about yeah, that? You guys, uh, you did yeah, talk about, about okay. It. Okay, yeah, I know that was a really that was a, a outstanding deal when you guys was telling me about that, and and I couldn't remember if we talked about it or not. But um, back to your hunting videos, um, I know you do a lot of hunting videos, and it, 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 am I correct that your water freezes up over there, and at that time the fishing is pretty much over in your area? Is that a correct statement? Well. <laughs> Last year, we were on a lake that had 22 inches ice on it, and we were actually driving a four-wheel drive truck around on the ice from fishing hole to fishing hole. So, yeah, we freeze no, up pretty solid up here. I'm not doing none of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not we, doing we that. I ain't even go with you. We did a lot I'll of driving around. I watch you guys here. <laughs> I'll sit on the bank and watch you guys drive around that ice. I ain't getting out there in the vehicle. Well, the... The year before last, you know, we had almost 30 inches on some of the lakes up here, and the shad kill is huge. Wow. Made it last year hard to find. And then this year, everything iced up hard and stayed iced over for several months. And to this date, we've, I mean, this year, we've only caught a handful of shad, hitting all of our normal shad holes. And I think he threw the, the net one day until his arm fell off, and I had to super glue it back on. <laughs> and... We ended up with a couple, couple chubs and a sucker maybe, but last time we went out, we had to catch crappie for fresh bait because we could not find shad. I mean, to save our lives, we had to just go fish for other stuff. We couldn't find bluegill that day, but we found crappie, so that was our bait. Crappie is about the best bait you can get, isn't it? It it was it, it worked was good. that day. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we, we can't use it down here, but the the states that allow it, I've heard that it's a, it's a really good cut bait and live. We can use any bait in Indiana. We could use any bait that's legally caught, of legal size, and within your bag limit. So, I mean, if you wanted to take a green fish that was 16 or 17 inches long and and hack him into bait in Indiana, you could do so. <laughs> that's what so, it be. I mean, we could use bass. We it should be What's that, that, Chuck? I said it should be that, that way everywhere. Um, you know, especially uh, a lot of these lakes down here, you know, they're talking about the the PCB levels and 
uh, you know, the, the consumption of fish. And, you know, now everybody is mostly crappie fishing. For, you know. I think he locked Digging, up. trying to get that. You locked up, Chuck. You'll have to open it again. Is that better? I don't know. Try. It. Let's try it and see. Go ahead. You seem to be moving now. Is that better? Yep. That's better. Go ahead and, and go through what you went through so we can catch up on you. Yeah, you know, down here, um, you know, they're talking about the consumption of fish, the PCB levels. Uh, so a lot of people are going out and just trying to uh, crappie fish for trophy crappie uh, and doing catch and release. And now the lakes are really getting overpopulated with crappie. Uh, but if they catch you, uh, even if you clean a mess of crappie and use the parts that were left over, uh, you can get in bad trouble down here. Um, you know, it just has a lot to do with, uh, you know, the sport fishermen and what brings money to the uh, economy. And they see that it would probably hurt, uh, you know, the, the crappie sport down here if it was able to use for bait. So, you know, I would hate for, you know, catfish to be uh, a game fish. And then, you know, they allowed catfish to be used for bait. I see where they go for it. But, um, I, you know, I think they should go by what body of water you're on and, uh, you know, what the populations are and all that stuff also. Well, in Missouri, you can't use crappie or, or we, we also, not only do we classify catfish as game fish, we also classify crappie as game fish and can't use uh, anything like that for me. So, um, I, I'm sort of glad about that. Um, Heath, what do you guys have in the works that you can tell us about for upcoming stuff that you guys are working on? Um, you know, turkey season's just kind of wrapping up here. We got a week left. Um, actually, where we're at, we don't have turkeys. Like, there is not turkey on any of my properties. So, we've went around and you know traveled a little bit and hunted with some other people. I actually, right before this show, I went out with one of my buddies, and we weren't able to call one in today. But, you know, we're going to get to fishing here this weekend, and we've got a couple trips planned. We've got some more we're working on with some people you see on Facebook that catch a whole lot of fish. You know, we're going down the Tennessee River in September. We're planning on going and doing a video just in Connor, and I believe we're going to go in August. And we've contacted some other people about the next two months, and we just haven't got dates figured out with them. But, you know, it's... It's not all set in stone. We're definitely going to get out those guys. We're going to fish a few tournaments. Uh, Monsters on the Ohio, you know, we'll probably definitely get down there for that one. That's just a great show. But we're, we're kind of winging it for the next month or two. We don't have a lot set in stone yet, but there's going to be a lot of fun things coming. We are doing the kids fishing tournament again. Jason signed us up for that already. Good for you guys. I'm proud of you for that. You know, um, I'm pretty excited you know, we put a lot of effort into getting the right kind of people and the right people to be affiliated with the Blackfish Rods, and we was very happy that you guys would consider us, you know, as we was with Chuck and Ian and, and many, many others. But, 
you guys do things for the right reasons, and you are upstanding guys, and, and that's the kind of people that all sponsor companies are, are looking for. So uh, when we talked about that earlier in the year, I was excited that you would consider being part of your deal, and uh, I think that along with your hunting stuff, the fishing things that you do uh, uh, offset the season to where you guys can do as much of it as you actually want to, uh, or you don't have to do more than you want to. We do a lot of it. We do a lot of fishing. We do a lot of hunting. Um, my favorite time to catfish, my favorite two times are early in the spring when there's nothing else going on. Heath and I had a couple days this summer. We would burn up 20 and 30 fish, you know, channel cats in a day and just had a good time. But the, the downfall is my second favorite time to fish is right at the end of October. It's right, right in the middle of archery season. Last year it was a, it was a tough call some days. The weather would be nice. We'd be out in the boat catfishing and having a blast and turn around and leave the, you know, leave the water at noon or 1 o'clock to run home and try to go get the tree. That definitely gets frustrating. I mean, last year we sometimes would go sit in a tree in the morning, then go get on the lake, and then sometimes it's the other way around. You know, we'd go try to get on the lake, and we did one video last year where we got on the lake, and we were like, we're going to fish for a couple hours, then we're going to go sit in a tree. Well, we started catching fish, so the deer hunting was over. We didn't want to leave the lake. But we're, we're going to we're going to try to get more video this year. Last year, we did a lot of days where we'd just go fish and not take the cameras, you know. We try not to make a job of it, and we still do that. I mean, you know, we went, what was it, a week ago? We, we went out, and we didn't take the cameras and didn't film. We just wanted to have a relaxing day. I mean, we have fun when we're filming, but you can't let it turn into a job. And, you know, you can't look at it and say, well, we haven't put out a video in three weeks. We don't have to do it. So, you know, we're... And some of the stuff we do in the boat probably shouldn't be on video anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you guys have talked with me about coming over and fishing some of my water, and nothing would make me happier than to put you guys on the big old blue if you guys want to come over. I think we'd have a really good time. I, I actually do have a, a, a small river here close to me in Mississippi that has some pretty good flatheads in it. So, you know, we can make a couple of pretty good days of fun fishing, you know, if you guys get a chance to make it over. And I know you got a lot going on. It is a long trip. But uh, if we get to do that, I know we'll have a good time. Done deal. When do you want us to come? Yeah, set the date and we're there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wait till the fish start biting because they're not right now. Uh, I talked to a guy today and... I don't remember his name, but he told me that they fished all weekend and never caught a fish, and that was here locally. And this is a guy that, when everybody else is not catching fish, he usually is, but he wasn't. But you know, we'll we'll stay in touch and make that happen. But I think we'll just it'll be a really good time for us and uh, try to get something going on with that. Um, I assume that uh, you guys have got a big ball already set up for the videos. Yeah, we've uh, fall's going to be busy. Uh, you know, we're we're going to be taking Brooke out in early season just because it's warm. 
uh, we'll be taking my cousin Jordan out. I've actually had him in a couple of the videos, catfishing videos. You know, he's killed one deer that I took him out for a couple of years ago. And since we got this deal with native crossbows, where, you know, I can get him to shoot that in practice, and he's never hard about it. So we're going to get him out and do that. And then about November 1st, the first week of November, Jason and I will be hitting it real hard. But, you know, it's, it's going to be real busy. October, I can't remember what's the date, 10th, 12th. Like we'll have monsters <coughs> trying to make it. End of September is crazy. We're going to Tennessee. So at this point, we're just going to hang on and enjoy the ride. That's great. That's great. Uh, you got anything else for them tonight, Chuck? Uh, yeah, I was wanting them to, uh, you know, recommend some cameras for the guys that want to start videoing their self-fishing. Uh, you know, GoPros or what would be the best bang for the buck just to uh, to get something that would record quality and not break their pocketbook. You you can't go wrong with those GoPros. Um, you know, we're we're kind of getting away from them. We're going to use them as second camera angles and stuff like that, hunting and fishing. You know, we're trying to just up our production, but they do a great job. And I wouldn't recommend buying the the off brands of them just on reliability basis. You know, I played that game a while ago with the, the off brands. They do good quality video, but you'd have issues with them. You get a little bit of moisture, stuff like that. Um, if you want to do something other than a GoPro, start with like the Sony or the handy cams, and you want to start off at five or six hundred dollars. Get something good. I mean, obviously, everything will video, but. When you're getting in low light situations, or if you're doing it at night and you want to put a light on it, that's when you know you spend a little bit more money. You'll see a big difference in quality. And if you watch some of the videos, and you'll see, looks like somebody's standing on the front of the boat, and you can see both Ethan and I in the video. Chances are that's a GoPro runner, and we have a couple of them, and they work very well, but they require a lot of light. You know, to shoot a GoPro at night, you have to have so much light on your boat that the, the bugs would make you crazy. So you need a bigger lens. And that's what Heath's saying about spending five or $600. If you go buy a $150 Handycam that's got the, the little bitty lens on they don't gather enough light. You know, it's like having a gun scope. The better the lens, the better you see. And there's a whole lot of truth in that. We've played with a lot of lights. We've tried to rig up a lot of different things and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't but back to what he said about the off-brand GoPros I have a drone that I fly around and I try to take aerial video with it and it's a lot of fun but I bought one of those eBay M6s or whatever it is. it's about a $60 GoPro knockoff and threw it in the garbage I mean, I only ran it a couple of days, and you'd be flying it to catch footage and not catch footage. You know, things to get shaky, things to get blurry. And for low budget, easy to use, GoPro is hard to beat. And you don't need the big fancy one. You know, mm -hmm. the two we have, neither one of us spent the money on the, on the black. We have the base model GoPro, and they work very well. Very well. Well... We'll put, you know, we put the battery packs on them and run them for four hours, you know, because you got the regular battery and the backpack battery, and run them for four hours in the boat. Then you got to switch them all. You got to switch an SD card at the same time because your SD card will be full at that time if you're running on 
know, 1080, 30 pixels. But it, they're, they're flawless. I mean, they do real good, and we'll use them at a lot of different angles this year. We're, we're kind of, you know, still experimenting. The, the filming fish and stuff, you know, last year was kind of just brand new to us. So there's some, I mean, if you watch some of the tournament videos at night, we struggled with it. Uh, we tried mounting up a bigger camera with a light on it, and you'd get it flipped on, and then sometimes you'd forget to hit the record button or hit it too fast, or you just couldn't catch the the excitement of what was going on. So we're everything we're filming this year, it's we're going after production. So I mean, that's just what we're going to keep doing. We're that's why our tournament videos might be limited this year. We we kind of get too involved with that. Um, when you guys are, are, are video for your, for your, uh, shows, how much, um, actual video time do you take to make a decent, uh, YouTube video? Oh, it, it varies, you know, well, if you're talking actual video footage, uh, it just depends on the night, say fishing, you know, it's. Like, I can't think of a video, but the spring catfishing one we did this year, I mean, we videoed for six or seven hours. I, th I think we were about six hours we were out there. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of video, and with that one, I cut it down to keep the action and not have a video that was an hour long. But, you know, I believe, what did I tell you was on there was, I think there was an hour and 40 minutes of actual video we had filmed, and I cut that down to 32 minutes for that video. So yeah. it just it, it varies a lot. Well, yeah, and sometimes I'll go ahead. You know, I go and I watch Heath edit, and you'll have a a great takedown shot. You just watch the rod bury in. But sometimes, in order to save you know time, you got to cut that stuff out. You know, we've tried to go into great detail about the rigs we were using and talking about the circle hooks and the slip sinkers and why we were doing this and why we were doing that. And unfortunately, those days we catch fish, and you end up cutting it out of the video just to save time. You know, to upload a 10-minute YouTube video with the connections we get out here in the sticks, it would take 8 or 10 hours to upload that video. And then you have to sit there and consider the other person who's watching it. And how long do they want to sit there? Do they have popcorn or do they not have popcorn? <laughs> so if you get a lot of action, I mean, that, I think it was a 17 or 18-minute video he posted up. Had pretty fish in it. But I can't lie to you. We have a tournament on there. We fished with the ICA last year at Petersburg. Set a 12-hour tournament. One little dink channel cat. <laughs> We told everybody from the beginning we were going to show the real outdoors. If we caught fish, we were going to show it. If we didn't, we were going to show it. If we killed deer, we'd show it. Well, if you miss a big deer, he'll still show it. <laughs> so, so there's a lot of variance in what actually happens. Um, the one thing we've never done is taken two or three days and strung them together. And if you if you sit around on Saturday mornings and you watch hunting and fishing stuff like we do, you'll see days where some of the big bass anglers may have on two or three shirts and have a half-hour show that's got 15 minutes of commercials in it. Right. And then you realize that they had filmed for several days to have a video with five fish or six fish in it. That yeah. we've never done. 
I've watched some of these guys that make YouTube videos too, and and they'll show in different videos catching the same fish over and over and over and over. And a lot of guys don't catch on to that, but it happens a lot. I've seen YouTube videos where the same guy caught three or four fish out of two different boats. Yeah. So if you, <laughs> if you watch the background, you watch the clone, watch their hatch, you'll pick up on a lot of that. That's just something we don't do. Right, and I, and I applaud you for that because that's the way it should be done, the correct way. And, and uh, that's that's why you get so many hits. And I know a lot of guys watch your videos and... Uh, I try to watch all the new ones when you put up, and uh, like I say, I may have missed some, but I haven't missed too many. I watch most of them, and I enjoy them very much. What else you got for them, Chuck? Uh, that's all I got right there. That's about all I've got. We're going on uh, about 50 minutes. Have you guys got anybody that you want to give a shout-out to or anything that you'd like to, to talk about? Uh, here's your shot, boys. Well, I want to thank you know Native Crossbows. They stepped up incredibly, building this for Brooke. I mean, it was awesome. We knew that they were going to build a crank system for it, and we got there, and they had this crazy pivot system set up. I mean, these guys have just gone so far out of their way. Great people. Great people, you know. And this is our first year kind of working with sponsors, and these are people that we know. We like their product. You know, we just we aren't just doing it just to get a name. I mean... You know, we're, we're working with Black Horse Rods now, and that's because we joke around with Lyle. We have a good time with him. You know, we like what he's doing, so that's who we went to. We said, hey, do you want to help be a sponsor for the show? Um, you know, Whisker Wear Apparel, Rob, Rob Clodfelder, great guy. Spent some time with him down at Monsters on the Ohio. Had fun with him. I mean, so we're working with people that have a great time, and, you know, we're happy that they're on board with us. TM Game Calls has never questioned us. He's turned around and want to do a giveaway, and, you know, TM is a sponsor. He calls him up and says, hey, I need to buy this. I want to do a giveaway, and next thing you know, you got one in the mail. And, you know, within a couple of days, it's here. You could do the giveaway. It's, it's been a great program. Um, outside that, I mean, got to thank our wives. Not many people have. Actually. <laughs> don't have many people whose wives will turn around and let you get away with the stuff we do and being gone all the time and fishing all the time. And but yes, last year there's actually a video where we were still in the point series for the IDA before we kind of had to quit doing that with Brooke's situation. But Jason couldn't make it. He was still in Chicago, you know, in the ICU with Brooke. And he said, go, go fish it. Keep us in the point. And my wife stepped up. And she said, I'm going to come run a camera for you. My wife likes to fish, but, you know, it's Sunday afternoon fish, and it's not crazy like we do. But she was out there all night sleeping in my pontoon, and every time you'd hear a rod take off, she'd jump up and grab that camera. So, I mean, we, we've got a lot of support behind us. It's great. There's nothing better than having family support behind you. Uh, it'll either make a success out of you or it won't. You know, that's just the way it is. And, and uh, that that's really, you know, I've I visited with your wife online a couple of times. She sounds like a really sweet lady, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to meeting her one of these days. And uh, I know you guys are planning on going to the Monsters on the Ohio, as many, many of us catfishing guys are planning on being there. And, and a lot of us already got our motels, reservations made, and our entry fees paid and all that. And uh, I can't wait to see you down there. If I don't get to see you before then, I hope we get to get together. But... Uh, that Monsters on the Ohio is not only a great event to fish, um, 
it's just an outstanding good time for everybody to get together and, and uh, tell lies and swap stories and talk about fishing and uh, yeah, you might even have a drink or two. It's just a really good good thing that Aaron's got set up down there and you know, that was the first time I'd seen you guys and I enjoyed it so much. And, and uh, I know Chuck and Leanne's planning on being down there at Christmas going back and you guys are going down there and uh, I really don't know how many people are involved uh, already and going to be there but I look forward to have a record turnout this year, uh, which it seems like it, it beats the last year every year. So it should be a really good time. Chad Wall just posted up in the chat that he, the Extreme Catfish and Tournament Trails in Troy this Saturday from 8 to 4. Um, That's good. Chad's a, Chad's a good guy. He's a lot of to fish with, and, and he'll cut up and laugh and joke and, and tolerate the BS we throw at him. So Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. So without a doubt, if anybody could get down there and support him, they ought to. That's that's great. Chad's a good guy. I've known him for a while, and, and uh, he does some wonderful things over that way. So uh, I know that I don't know. Uh, Chris stays up on the ICA stuff. Do you know if they have an upcoming tournament? Um, I I'm not sure the next one. They just had one this weekend. Um, he actually got second place. It's a good thing he's not on tonight. I don't think his head would have fit in the screen. Probably not. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm not sure on the next date. <laughs> okay. Well, if anybody's in the chat, let us know if they know when the next tournament over there for the ICA is. Uh, Chuck, you got any uh, final stuff? I uh, know. Uh, well, the Cabela Super events coming to uh, a lake down from me to Lay Lake this weekend. It's a, a, a two-day super, and uh, I'll be fishing it along with. Uh, Gary Turner, uh, Le Leanne didn't want to try a two-day uh, with her back being like it is, and um, the 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 next uh, Alabama Catfish Trail Tournament, uh, we'll have time to talk about it. It's going to be a night tournament, and I think it's off into July sometime. I believe I may be wrong, but I'll get better dates on that. I wasn't prepared for that, but. Um, it looks like there's going to be a good turnout at this uh, two-day Cabela's tournament. It's going to be my first uh, national trail event to ever fish. I fished winter blues and uh, monsters on the Ohio, but um, we're going to give a, uh, some of these Cabela's and uh, Bass Pros uh, a shot and uh, see how we do in those. Good deal. Good deal. Uh, That's great. Jason, you were... I didn't hear you were coming up to the Schaefer tournament on May 16th. <laughs> I uh, if one of you can read what uh, Scott just wrote on there, there's no way I'm ever going to pronounce it, whatever lake or river that is he's talking about on there. Okay, Scott said the next ICA tournament is in June, and it's on Lake Max, Kentucky, which is in Culver, Indiana. Okay. Uh, Mason, right now it's straight behind us, about 40 minutes. It's a big natural lake. It'll be an exciting tournament. Okay. And uh, the trust. Congrats, congrats yeah. Scott, too. Yeah, Scott. Scott and Chris. Uh, I, I'm guessing that, that Scott Todd probably pulled Chris through that tournament over the weekend, and they ended up with the second place. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, great job, you guys. That, that's all outstanding. Uh, he also posted that their tri-state shootout at Tanner's Creek this weekend. Uh, lots of clubs participating. Yeah, some of his uh, stuff is bleeped out. He must have said some bad words. 
Um, the only thing I've got, fellas, is um, May 23rd in Nauvoo, Illinois. We have a $1,000 added money tournament. It will be uh, from the Keokuk Dam north on the Mississippi River and any tributaries into it. $100 entry fee, uh, channel cat only. Well, I, I mean, you might catch a five hit or a trip on one or something, but uh, basically it'll be a channel cat tournament. Very few blues make it. Uh, through that dam and go on up in there, but I mean, there's a possibility. But basically, it's going to be a channel cat tournament, and uh, they have some really nice channel cat in that pool on the Mississippi. So come on up and fish with us. We'd love to have you. Um, want to thank Rob Claude Felder for being a sponsor on on our show. Uh, he's one of the outstanding guys. It's that's been with us here for a while, and he does a really good job. You guys uh, get on there and and knock out some whisker wear apparel. I know he would. Uh, would like to to uh, have the business. Monsters on the Ohio is coming up, boys. Get your entry fees in for that. Uh, on our uh, page where you can sign up for, for sponsorship, if you'd like to be a sponsor on the show, as is Catfish Magazine, Potomac River Monster Cats, Catfish Tech, uh, the, cat, the Bay Catfish Advocate, please click on that. And let them know that, that you think that that is a, a worthwhile event over there because it is. Anytime that we can save some of the catfish, it's really good. Other than that, if you guys don't have anything else, I think we're going to call her a night. You can call her a night, but Scott just posted up at the, at the tournament last weekend. He caught all but two of the fish. So that means he caught he's sleeping. That must be why he's not here. <laughs> he's probably snoring and nobody woke him up. <laughs> it's real possible, or he's back in that hot tub. <laughs> well, I, I don't, I don't know about that hot tub. Well, thanks everybody for being with us tonight, and uh, we'll see you next week.